Welcome to Village Church Q&A. I'm Amanda, and I'm here with Pastor Michael. And today we are going to answer the question, if Jesus was a peacemaker, then why did he overturn the tables? Hmm. Now, this is not a figurative like <laughs> yeah. speech. This is he actually overturned the tables. Literally. Literally. In anger. Right. Because fury. what was happening? Yeah, so Jesus comes to the temple and there are these people selling different animals so that they could actually sacrifice. And now, let's just pause for their for a sins. For their sins, yep. it's all, there's a lot going on. Okay. There are so many levels to the evil of what is kind of happening and maybe the best way would be to give a an analogy. So I want you to imagine that you go to Village Church. It's a Sunday morning and there's a $100 cover fee. Poor you have to pay it. You're rich. You have to pay it. And you can't hear the word of God until you get in. So in order to be able to do what God's asking you to do, which is to serve and to, and to worship him and to fellowship with God's people, we have a cover charge. Um, then um, what happens is you have people at the front door and they're adding $10 to that cover charge. And they're keeping that extra $10 for themselves. And then what happens is you go in and the pastor gets up and he, and he says, uh, hey, I am selling my new book and um, you can't actually hear the sermon until you buy the book. And so what I want to be able to do is uh, give you all an opportunity to buy it first. And and then it's really just a sales pitch. And so he puts out, uh, maybe he has a QR code and it takes you to his personal page and uh, mm. you actually have to pay him. And he says, hey, if you guys actually do it through here, I'll give you a discount, but it'll bypass the... Um, uh, what do you, the uh, publishers and, he, and the money just goes directly to me so we can just leave all of them out. And, mm. and then you finally get to this place, right? Where you're able to sing and to worship. But in the process, poor people have been turned away because they can't afford the $110 car- cover charge. Cause it's yeah. not just a hundred per person. It's the $10 plus, right. you know, for their, uh, uh, their little tax so that the uh, sellers at the front, uh, the ushers, can make the some creators money. can make some money on yep. top of it, you know? And and if you went to that church, right? And then let's say you go in the foyer and there are ads all over the church and they pay to have their pictures there. And so-and-so is a real estate agent and so-and-so is a bakery. And mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you would be so disturbed, would you not? Yeah, right. And I'm, I'll be honest, if I walked into that church, I'd be really tempted to turn over their tables. <laughs> So we're there mentally. We're there, we, right? We so, get where he's at. Yeah. What I love, the story is wonderful because Jesus sees it. And then the text tells us he leaves and then he makes a whip. It's like, oh. <laughs> Which, like who knows how to make a whip? You know, yeah. it's like Indiana Jones. In a carpenter. Brain. A carpenter does. And so he makes the whip. Did it take a day or two? We don't know. And, and then he comes back and then he's like whoosh, whoosh, flipping open tables. Just the intentionality. You know, like this was yes. not some reaction, although I imagine, you know, he's right. waving the whip together, you know, I imagine that whatever, but it's justified mm. anger. Mm. So there, there's, that's the why, that's the anger, that's the root of it. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody can relate to it and it's a righteous anger and it's good. And this notion that Jesus is only sweet, kind and nice all the time. And it comes actually back to a lie and I'll just call the lie out. The lie is that God is love only ever. All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. And what they mean is you have to make me feel good. Mm. Well, love doesn't always feel good. And sometimes like you love your kids. Yeah. I assume you do. Yeah. Just got to discipline them. That's not fun. I tell them all the time. I don't want to discipline you, but I will. So how are we going to do this? (laughs) (laughs) 
upset every mom and dad <laughs> right. ever. And you know? probably what Jesus was thinking, yeah. you know? Well, there's another side to Jesus and it makes him no less holy, right? Which is the better bit pinnacle attribute. His love is holy. It doesn't mm-hmm. always make me just feel good. Yeah. He has anger. It's holy anger. He's got wrath. It's holy wrath. He's got forgiveness. It's holy forgiveness. Holy is kind of like the bigger, better, broad, all encompassing attribute of God, I would say. But um, you get to the uh, final judgment. You get to hell. I mean, I, I don't think you could look at God from Genesis to Revelation uh, Hebrew says he Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? There's mm-hmm. not different gods. No. Like he's he can be severe. Yep. He can also be incredibly gracious and merciful. Yes. And so to say that Jesus is only ever peaceful, it's just not accurate. Mm. He comes with a sword to judge. He's gonna come back and the second coming, and it's gonna be petrifying for all who are standing against him. And he's going to win. He's yeah. going to win the final battle. Armageddon is not as small. Uh, battle where there is a minimal loss of life, the collateral damage mm. will be all over the globe, and um, we we don't say that because Jesus is bad; he's actually righteous. Yeah. And if he could look at the evil and the atrocity of our world and turn a cold shoulder to it, I would have concerns. I need my God to be angry. Actually, mm. if my God's not angry, then my God is not aware of what's he's going not on. Holy. You can't look at a child mm. being trafficked and say, "Oh, oh well, I'm loving. I want to make you feel good, trafficker." Yeah. No. Right. The, that's evil, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would call a God who would do that evil. Mm-hmm. So um, I need God to be angry. I'm glad Jesus was angry. I'm glad Jesus could look at this level of, of extortion yeah. uh, and call it what it was. Uh, I appreciate his reserve. I appreciate that he took time to probably pray about it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which is sometimes we forget to do that when we're right? parenting. It's like, just give a little bit of time, yes. assess it yes. and come up with appropriate, an appropriate response. Right. Paul says, be angry, don't sin. Mm-hmm. And Jesus got angry, but Jesus got angry at the right things in the right way for the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. That's hard. <laughs> and doesn't he know the consequences that are going to get our attention? Oh my goodness. And, yes. and they're different for everybody. But sometimes it's like, if I yeah. really need to make a point. Yep. I, I think, okay. <laughs> I'm going to surmise. Okay. I have a hunch. If Jesus went to a prosperity church and the preacher was getting up and saying, if you give me money and you, I'll give you a cloth and you'll get rich. I have a hunch. If Jesus walked into that church and he turned over the chairs and he went up on stage and said, you're a liar and you know it. The guy would say, you're right. Mm, Yeah. Like, it's not like these extortionists didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. But, you know, you get numb to stuff. The more you do it, it just, it gets, you get numb to it mm-hmm. and you don't really feel as bad. And like money's kind of fun to be honest. And so they're like, well, I'm making a little bit of money. I'm hoping that people worship. The priests are okay with yeah. it. I mean, we... poor people are relevant to me anyways. The rich people are getting what they want. I'm happy as a clam. It's sort of like the mafia of the temple, you know, and, and you just get numb to it and they were yeah. numb to it. So, and Jesus comes in and resets it, you know, for their yeah. minds. They don't have the Holy Spirit yet. So. Yeah. Really? What's so funny is where they were, they were supposed to be praying, mm. not selling and extorting. Which is what he says. Yeah. He said, this is not for whatever you think yeah. this is. Not a money-making business. Yeah. This is a house of prayer. Yeah. And there there were mm. uh, tradition and biblical protocols for what was supposed to happen, how much things were supposed to cost, all that stuff. He'd already given the guidelines. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so they're going above and beyond. You know, it's, yeah. it's all ugly. And they knew it. And when Jesus turned him over, it was probably like, yeah, he's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And at the same time, though, let's be honest, there's another, uh, like in the Gospels, especially when we get to the last week of Jesus in, in Jerusalem, there are so many layers here. So another layer is that Jesus would, uh, as he's going to Jerusalem, he tells all the disciples, I'm going to die. And so what does he do? Every single day, 
he ticks off a new group of people. Mm. Um, and so one by one, whether it's the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, whether it's the chief priests or Rome, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the, the money changers, the sellers, everybody, except for the poor, except for the exploited, mm. everybody, he is, he is made furious. And so there is a, a sub agenda, which is I'm coming to die and I'm going to instigate everybody against me, even though everything I'm doing is righteous. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was sort of the double indictment, which is you're going to turn on me because I exposed your extortion. Mm. You're going to turn on me because I exposed your evil, you pharisaical leaders. Yeah. Um, you're going to turn on me because I publicized your indiscretions. Yeah. Yep, they are. And what did Jesus do? He's like a bright shining light. And he just shone his light on all of their sin. And they turned around and, and then they did exactly what he knew they would do. Yeah. They killed him. He went to Jerusalem to shine a light on people's sin. It infuriated them. And then they turned on him. Mm. So that's like the subtext. Yeah. Is, no, that's interesting. He and did super it on helpful. purpose yeah. to die. Mm. Yeah. And wow. he's still a peacemaker. That's super helpful, actually. I think I'm just thinking about him differently in a whole new yeah. light than I originally thought of. Yeah. He's super intentional. And yeah. Yeah, I I just Complex. I want I want to get to heaven and be like, show me a video of him making the whip. I know, right? <laughs> Us that live in this day and age where we watch everything yes, and we yes. record everything, yes. we want to see it again. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, next time we're going to be answering the question: Why did Jesus pick Judas Iscariot as one of his twelve disciples? 